Hello and welcome to Humans Exhaust Me, a show caused by our current world and everything in it. My name is Biz Paul. I'm here in the UK where it's just about stopped raining, um, just to <laughs> let you know. And I'm joined uh, in Washington State by my good friend and co-host, it's Felicia Jones. Hey, Paul. Um, for everyone, I mean, obviously you can't see us because we're a podcast, but Paul has great hair today. <laughs> it really looks good. <laughs> Thank you so much. I will I will take that. What's good about it, Felicia? Well, it sounds like you because you didn't comb it or you didn't style it, it actually looks really good. <laughs> yeah. So what I've learned, so dear listener, uh, if you didn't listen to the previous episode, you won't know about this, but I had an operation a week ago. And just like when I caught COVID and I podcasted my way through COVID, podcasted my way straight after surgery last week um but i've not really been been able to style my hair properly so i've just had to like let it go and i think that i'm the better for it it's it's windswept it looks you know it looks cool it's got a wave i think they call it like surfer vibe or drag through a hedge one of the two Drag but, through the hedge. Uh, that sounds very yeah. violent. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's got it's got a wave. It's got a wave. I'm I'm yeah. going um, to get some sun over the next few days. So you know, I just need to look my best self, really, by not. They do say actually, if you've got wavy hair, I've learned this from TikTok. If you've got wavy or curly hair, really, you don't want to be brushing it, combing it, or anything like like that. Um, exactly. We had this whole conversation over the weekend with a friend and he has curly hair and we were saying, you're not supposed to touch it. He was like, but I like running my hands through my hair. Like you can't do that with curly hair if you want it to look good. (laughs) Yeah. You got to, you got to resist. Yes. (laughs) So, you know, maybe I'm all about the diffuser from, from now on when I get married. I I don't know, but we're we're going with it. Thank you for um, commenting on how great my hair is. Oh, that's good. So, uh, so you're getting ready for vacay or holiday and mm-hmm. you're going to go get some sun, get a little bit of work done, but kind of do, is this, this isn't your first solo vacation, is it? Um, I'm going to say no, but I'm trying to okay. think of like other, other things. I've done. I mean, I've, I've basically, this is basically a bit of a city break that I'm going on and I've done plenty of city breaks mm-hmm. on, on, on my own. Cause it, I like, I like the fact that you like, you've got stuff to do i don't really fancy lying by a pool just on my own although actually with the terrible summer that we've had here in the uk i would fancy just lying by a pool on, <laughs> on my own but uh, but i'm but i'm going to do a little bit of work uh, see some things um drink thick black french coffee um and look amazing okay well that will be fun um i'm not in your pool are you not <laughs> no uh, but I did go to a lake, so I'll I'll tell you about my weekend. But we got to talk about what's going on in the world. So, of mm. course, we we know that there are fires happening in Maui. So definitely want to you know, gosh, send our hearts out to everyone in Maui. If you've ever been, I've been to Maui. I don't know if you've been there. It is gorgeous in Maui. So it's pretty sad that um, so much of it is gone. Um, and those some of the areas that we we kind of you know had dinner and things in. So hopefully they can get help to the people quickly and on a tiny island um it's going to be felt a a whole lot yeah yeah it's a long way from anywhere isn't it hawaii 
uh it, it really is is in the middle of the pacific so uh middle is south pacific so yeah you, it's about four and a half hours from los angeles or san diego five hours mm. from san diego so it's and then that's through a flight i mean you could sail there but that'll take a while so it kind of is in the middle of nowhere but um one of my teams that i worked with was out of hawaii when uh when i was working for the navy and I was two steps to go into Hawaii because they gave me this ultimatum. They were saying you could either, I was in Nebraska at the time. And if you know anything about Nebraska, nobody wants to be in Nebraska. I mean, it sounds like that. It's Nebraska. So uh, I was working on a project in Nebraska. They said either you can go back home to San Diego, you can move permanently to Nebraska, or you can go with the other team to Hawaii. And I was like, yeah, this isn't much of a choice here. Uh, I told Dustin... We were dating at the time, and I said, of course, this was based on fiscal year because I had to make a decision before the end of the fiscal year for the government. And I was like, we need to have a long conversation about our relationship. And next thing I know, he proposes, and we moved to Colorado. So there oh. you go. I didn't get Hawaii. Oh, oh. <laughs> I know. Has, um, has he, have you been to Hawaii since? No, um, not since we've been married. We haven't been there, so it's been a long time. We did. I took a couple of trips out right before we got married and now I haven't been there. Um, it's been kind of back and forth because I know so many people that are there. They've been a little bitter toward the tourists and they don't want the tourists <laughs> yeah. there because the uh -huh. resources are limited and the resorts suck up all the resources. So it's been kind of, you know, the residents have been like, stay away. And it was like, okay, I'll just stay away and go somewhere else. So it's been kind of a little battle uh, whether or not to vacation in Hawaii at this point. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Well, so. I, f I feel like at some point he, he owes you a trip to uh, Hawaii. And once the situation has maybe calmed down a bit and is a bit more back to normal, one assumes it would be quite helpful for you to go and support the economy there or something. As long as the yeah. resources aren't... aren't too bad we'll see we'll see what what they're wanting mm. the people to do when it comes to to vacationing so i mean he's made it up he's taking me to some pretty cool places um it's not necessarily yeah, hawaii sounds, yeah. but pretty cool uh so the other thing that's going on here i think um number 45 the 45th president of the united states that guy got his fourth indictment and this is RICO charges out of Georgia and RICO charges. I always have to look up RICO charges, but it's like basically racketeering charges that they use for mob bosses uh, and for running a criminal organization. Him and his team have got RICO charges against them out of the state of Georgia. This is this is crazy to me. I, and I don't you know, I know you're going to ask me, like, what can has this ever happened before to a president? No. I don't even know what's going to happen with this guy. <laughs> it's hilarious, so, though. So something that I saw on the news over here was that he is trying to get the system or the, the process moved to a federal trial, because if it's a federal trial and he then becomes president, he can pardon himself yeah. and other people whereas if it stays at a state level he can't pardon yeah so it's so yeah okay that's true i don't it? think the federal government is jumping in this so um <laughs> this is all state governments these are all different states 
And um, I don't know the other side. I know it's New York, um, New York, Georgia, and I think Florida. They're in it. And then I think is one from an in- individual, the Stormy Daniels, the woman he gave money to. Um, so, yeah, these are all state charges. Uh, and, of course, everybody's blaming the Biden administration for doing this. But I don't know. The people that are in these states, he didn't make any friends with them. But, yeah, this is crazy. So four indictments or four grand juries have um, rendered indictments against him. An indictment means you just have enough evidence to take to trial. Now somebody has to decide if they're actually going to go if they're actually going to go to trial. Um, how many charges under these indictments? I think um, what Dustin was saying is probably about 35 or 40. So who knows? This doesn't look good for him at all. It, it doesn't. At and all. Yet, <laughs> no. And yet, and yet his, his hardcore supporters They're are still, still ride or die. <laughs> yeah, aren't they? Like, it's, it, oh, still it's ride or die. Weird. I don't I don't get it. And um, the governor of uh, Florida, DeSantis, who is, oh, my gosh, I mean, if we, we don't have time to talk about a politics show, but he did this thing where he signed this law redoing the teaching of slavery in this Florida school system. And basically they said there were benefits, you know, it was the, there were benefits to slavery because people got to learn skills they can use later in life. And folks were like, are you kidding me? (laughs) And if you ever want to ruin any type of, um, you know, campaign for running for election, he has put his foot so far in his mouth and he cannot, he cannot run away from these charges or from this thing. And it keeps coming up. He was like, we need to move on to something else. It's like, no, dude, you said being a slave gave you benefits. So let's talk about this. And Mm. also he went after Disney and Disney filed a lawsuit against him for uh, basically smearing their name. And so DeSantis is now saying, oh, I've moved on from this and Disney needs to move on too. And people are like, nope, Disney is, um, <laughs> nope, we're going, we're going all in on this. So you're about to have Disney. Go- I mean, yeah, his campaign is not going to go very far. Even his major don- uh, donor is like, I think you need to go a little bit more moderate and kind of going on hate speech ain't going to really get you far. Uh, but he still has supporters too, and which is which always fascinates me. So between Trump and DeSantis, and De- basically DeSantis is running against Trump and trying to make Trump seem well. DeSantis's campaign is that he is open uh, to being friends with the LGBT community. That is DeSantis' campaign right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm open yeah. to it. I won't go. I won't necessarily be. Um. So. So I'm I'm guessing I'm assuming that the Biden campaign strategy at the moment is folks say nothing, just let, let uh, this drama yes. play out. <laughs> yes. Well, the reason why you're going to see more Trump, DeSantis, and other minions running right now is because they have to do the nomination for the Republican Party. So that will be that's what you're going to get the the majority of the election campaigning. Then, I mean, Biden's going to start running his campaign or if, if he, I'm sure he already has, but he doesn't have to jump into theirs yet. He's got to let them attack each other. 
and then he will kind of start going in on whoever is the person. But um, right now he's just going to go against the Republicans and his campaign is um, from little bits I've seen is like, we don't do hate. <laughs> so, cause they mm. have been all in on it. Uh, it's, it's, it's going to be a ugly political season. Goodness. I I don't, I don't know where I can go to hide from this. You think Mars <laughs> is far enough? I need to get on that Maybe. mission the moon again, you know? <laughs> do do you know yeah. what? So like, that's what's going ne- here. <laughs> next year might be a crazy year. If we're, if we're still, well, if we're not like completely insane and like cancel the podcast just because we can't cope with it anymore, next year could be really <laughs> quite interesting because you know, you've got your election. It might be that we have an election, but it again, but, again, but at the very <laughs> well, it, it's it's come around quite quickly. I know it doesn't seem yeah. that long ago, but the last general election was 2019, and so yeah. we have to have an election by January 2025 at the very latest. So it is, but you got to remind people that the reason why you've had three prime ministers in between that time <laughs> is because they kept quitting and now now you have to have an election that yes i guess aren't you guys tired <laughs> yes yes it, i mean it it feels like we've had like 16 elections and about four yes. referenda but but in in fact we we haven't so so the thinking is wow see remember remember we don't get to, to choose the the government gets to choose when to go to a, to a vote which is completely unfair um, <laughs> yeah it is before so the thinking is sunak will either like wait till the very last minute to give him as much time as possible to recover everything mm-hmm. and as much time as possible to stop the boats which is you know the thing and uh yeah. but also he might go he might go reasonably early and go well we're probably going to lose anyway so let's let's go early and and see have a little <laughs> bit of a a bounce maybe but because um over winter there are fewer boats crossing because it's too wintry and cold and and, and stuff like that so you know, maybe they go that's after a strategy winter. yeah because they go look <laughs> oh but this so this is a bit of news um i don't know if i told you about the barge so you know we've got if we just quickly run through and recap the immigration strategy of the uk government so we've got rwanda mm-hmm. right where no Send one them has been to rwanda yet. Yeah, no one has been no one has been sent yet. We've we've got the possibility of Ascension Island as a backup. Oh wow! Um, okay, no one's been no one's been sent there. Um, then we've got stop the boats, which is the which is the sort of um, dead cat mantra. Like if we just say stop the boats enough, mm-hmm. people will forget to look at anything else. Um, they've not been able to 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 do that, um, and we've now hired a floating barge looks like a prison i'm just saying a floating barge that is docked in um a place called portland <laughs> in dorset um for, for to house uh those people waiting to be processed uh, rather than put them in hotels they managed to get 39 people on board this floating barge before they all had to be evacuated because they found uh, legionella on the barge you know, I mean, I guess that's a thing, but the last time I remember some British people getting in the shipping of people, that didn't go well. 
So didn't go well. Know. No. Yeah, that started yeah. some problems. So I got a question. So what? I mean, I would assume a lot of these people are kind of sad that they just can't ship people off to Australia anymore. Because that was the thing, right? Just send them to Australia. So maybe you've run out of islands to just send people to. You sent them to America and you see how that worked out. Yeah. To Australia. (laughs) The the mistake they've made is giving people independence. That's the mistake they've made because we could have shipped people to the Caribbean, Australia, New Zealand, (laughs) you know, like uh, Mauritius or, you know, like lots of so many islands that we that we invaded. We've got no uh, we're having to ask people if they'll take people now. Like you know, we're I know. The, people. so the British, Shocking. the British plan is just like to just ship them away. Whereas, oh, I got to tell you this last news thing um, out of Texas and the Rio Grande, because uh, that is the border between uh, the United States, or at least Texas and Mexico. Um, they have decided to put a bob wire um, on the shores on the Texas side, along with floating buoys with drill plates in between so if you try to climb over them you're gonna get sliced up and they have put bob wire fences underneath so you can't swim underneath so now they've unfortunately have some people and some kids and some animals that have been stuck in these things so we have gone barbaric over here yeah yeah so at least you guys are sending people to an island with some sun or something or used to i don't know what you're doing now (laughs) But yeah, I this is what, what this is what our either. solution is. So we are, uh, I think Abbott may be up for election and I don't think he's going to win anymore. Uh, uh-huh. So, so and that's the governor of Texas. So it's, um, yeah, people have wow. lost their damn minds, Paul. <laughs> have. Um, okay. Well, well, talking about maybe losing your mind, tell, tell us, um, tell us what's been going on. Like, at the weekend with oh you. Oh my gosh, losing my mind. I went camping with some friends and their family. And I have to say, this is the first time I've been around kids. And I used to teach a, a dance class, but it was, I would say 15, 15, almost 20 years ago. And I haven't been around kids at all since then. So this was the first time being around one, a family and, uh, four kids and two au pairs you know people got au pairs paul Ooh, uh fancy. and it was fancy and it was like an explosion you know <laughs> so the one family got there they had to take they brought two cars paul they brought two cars with all the stuff and whatever stuff you can think about they brought all the stuff um we were okay. on a lake so we got every paddleboard Every every blow up paddleboard, every blow up kayak, every blow up inner tube. I think we didn't even blow up all the things. So, <laughs> and then you had all the snacks. So all the snacks, all the food, um, and some very precocious children that um, like to have attitude about everything. So it okay. was uh, it was fascinating. I, I need details. I need details because as a as a parent of teenagers okay um i feel like i might be able to relate to some of this or i might be able to explain it to make you feel better but i mean firstly i'm shocked at the statement that you haven't been around kids for about like 15 years but you know fine whatever we'll just like accept that um how so in in the family that's got two vehicles that took two vehicles Mm -hmm. how many adults and how many children in that particular family 
two two kids, one mom, two au pairs. No dad. No dad. I'm not, I'm not, chose I'm not, not to teaching. participate. <laughs> dad oh. chose not to participate. <laughs> wow. Okay. So so three adults and two children, and they re- required yes. two vehicles. Yes. Yes. Two vehicles. Okay. One person drove one vehicle full of stuff. The other vehicle had one au pair, two kids, and some more stuff. We so, were only there Friday night, Saturday night. Uh, they were there Friday night and Saturday night and half day Sunday. So for two nights. For two nights yeah. they had all that stuff. And they have yes. two au pairs. They have like a one au pair to one child ratio. <laughs> Actually, they have one au pair, but the other au pair was the one from like two years ago. So she likes to come back and vacation with them. Uh, okay. So she was vacationing, but she is the dominant au pair. Uh, so oh. she was on it with the kids. Yes, she was. She was <laughs> okay. really cool. So the au pairs were kind of cool. So one, they're both from Germany. So they're German au pairs. Uh, oh, one efficient. is, yes, one is an early childhood education uh, major. So she's getting her master's degree. So you could definitely tell she's on it when it comes to the kids. The other one, she was really cool. But when we were talking to her, like, why did you become an au pair? She was like, I just wanted to get away from home. I was like, okay, I got that vibes <laughs> from her. Uh, <laughs> she was, she just wanted to go because she wanted to, she's not 21. And she was like, I just can't wait until I turn 21 to go to Vegas or in Miami. I was like, okay, this is the party girl. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so that was the dynamic of that, uh, that, that household. Um, the two kids are very precocious. One mm-hmm. is a musical theater kid. So all the personality, um, <laughs> slightly manipulative. I hope they're not listening <gasps> to the podcast, but young manipulative girl. I mean, smart little girl is like, Oh, okay. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta stay on your toes. Um, just, but mom very successful mom doctor all kinds of things and she she couldn't relax because um I, okay so this is a thing with parents i I don't, I don't know if it seems like parents can't have full conversations because you know if i were to talk to her and then here comes a kid mom this and then next thing you know mom runs off to have a different conversation um I got the feeling that parents can't have full conversations or like a piece of a conversation because it's always interrupted by a child. Is, is that a thing in your house? Yes, that's, that's, okay. no, that's, that's very much a thing. Um, so I would say that's a constant battle of mine where I'm like, hang on, I'm talking. Like mm-hmm. I, it, it is something that completely winds me up where a child like runs in and I, some of it I think is, the child is dependent on the adult. And so mm-hmm. it makes sense. This is how I'm trying to rationalize it. It sort of makes <laughs> sense that their focus is on articulating whatever it is that they need at that moment, because that's mm-hmm. what's solely important to them. Some yeah. of it is, you know, maybe a lack of awareness of what's of what's going on. Some of it is bad manners, I think. <laughs> and then in my case, because two of my children are autistic and they are the worst at it, I think there's autism involved in that as well, which is sometimes a lack of awareness of social, you know, what's, yeah. go- what's going on. And it, it, it does, the, the two that are autistic tend to do that more than the one that is not. Um, yeah. But they, I think they all do it. I think they all just go, I need this and I'm going to talk about it. Having, I need having it said that, 
yeah, having said that, there is definitely a societal thing here because I remember when I was a kid, I would not have dared interrupt adults. I would I would have waited and I would have like gone around and like stared at them and then maybe like tugged on their clothes to get their attention and I was no way I would have like charged in with the conversation. Yeah, I don't I don't think I ever remember that. Um, you know, my parents were a little bit more aggressive with telling you to be quiet. <laughs> so there there was a lot of that and then the other family was our friend's sister. Um and and all the kids are eight, eight and ten. I think eight and ten. Oh, or eight age? and six. Eight eight yeah. six eight two eights and a ten. Uh, see, um, see that also that also makes a difference because mm-hmm. if they're older, like preteens or teens, you can be like, "Well, just go and do it." Yeah, just shut up, just go and do it. Like when six to eight, it's like mm, they can't. You know, I want to yeah. go and play with a crocodile. The answer is not go. Just go and do it then. Well, but they'll go do it anyway. That was that was a lot of that. Like, don't do it, <laughs> but they did it anyway. Uh, so the yeah, other okay. kid, the other other one, one was mellow, so no issues there. But a really mellow kid. Uh, the other one's just an eight year old, eight year old boy who can entertain himself for hours. Um, oh. <laughs> eight year old little boys like that are just hilarious. So everything's either funny, uh, a lot of fart noises uh i'm just gonna go ride my bike oh don't go ride it that way and then goes the other way you know the way you told them not to go um and taking them all to the lake was Mm -hmm. you know i i guess i don't know what i expected you know being around kids hello yeah okay sorry um will erase that i hit something uh (laughs) i didn't know what to expect uh you know, being around kids, because, you know, we were thinking, oh, we get to hang out with our friends. And it's like uh, one of the uh, uh, friends there, she said, oh, no, you're auntie and uncle for the weekend. And I was like, what? Mm. But when we went to the lake, so now they all want to get into the water. And we had to leave one au pair with the four kids who wanted to go out into the bigger lake and not like in the little safety area. But we had to go blow up all of the things, two cars, park, um, one two blow up mechanisms. So we're blowing up all of this stuff one by one. And of course we have our dog with us and they have things on the, on the beach and they're blowing away. So it's just like chaos. And then when we finally get them all in the water, you're just on high alert because they get further and further out playing in the water. And then you have the one kid who likes to just do his own thing and starts kayaking, like going down the lake and you have to, so you, you're relaxed and then you stand up. Where are they? Next thing you know, you're just like on the edge of the beach. Everybody's on watch out duty uh, just in case you need to go save a child. So uh, so that was that. And then, of course, you have the as soon as they're done, I want some food. And it's like, where's the food? And then now you have food. Every bag is open. Every cookie yeah. bag, every potato chip bag, um, you know, and it's hilarious just watching the parents negotiating you know trying to eat cookies like i want some cookies make sure you eat a carrot you know (laughs) (laughs) so so you have these kids who have like one carrot and like five oreos in their hand uh or they just have the bag of potato chips and then it's, it's like a cyclone just comes in everything's open there's food everywhere 
it is massive chaos and and then you have to clean it up. I think I did more cleaning this weekend than I've ever cleaned before in my life. And it doesn't take much for one site to just blow up. You know, mm. you get there, mm. everything's nice and neat. And the next thing you know, like, poof, there's stuff everywhere. And I got to give it to the parents. I don't know if you're like this, Paul, but man, parents are on it with the snacks. I have never seen so many snacks before in my life. Dustin and I don't snack and there is a snack for every hour. We have a range of grapes, strawberries, blueberries, cookies, sandwiches, danishes, cheese crackers, stuffed cheese crackers, and then dinner, then lunch, then breakfast. I think the kids had like three breakfasts and you know, like they had first breakfast then second breakfast. Um, and then there's just this negotiating of throwing cheese here, not eating cheese here. Can I make cookies? Can I have a cookie now? You know, it's it was just like, wow, there's a lot. There's a lot going on. And so one of the you, parents you, hurt themselves. They hurt their arms. So, oh God. Uh, yeah, they um, fractured their wrists. <laughs> and um, and of course, these are moms and they don't know how to be still. They, they were still doing things like sit down and they just can't. So it was, um, I just do it out of the way most of the time. I think that's wise. I think that's wise. I mean, the, the analogy I would give you is, you know, if, have you ever gone and fed some ducks? No. Okay. So <laughs> I don't know why, like I had this in my mind and uh, I assumed it was like a universal thing, but here people feed the ducks all the time, right? If you have like some yeah. duck feed or some bread or whatever, mm -hmm. and you like, throw a bit near some ducks they all like come running at you yep. like all for the, the the thing that is what children are like <laughs> you know if you if i you call have, it the horde <laughs> yeah if you have food if you have particularly snacks then they will come after them because snacks are not necessarily the most nutritious and they don't want nutritious they just don't don't want it so i think yeah. what parents learn quite quickly is that there's a time for grapes and fruit and healthy things mm -hmm. and trying to manage like kids around a lake trying to do stuff whilst you're trying to have other conversations is is not is not the time it's like picking picking the battles this is not the time yes. to pick the battles so when i went um with the kids away a few weeks ago I was like, right, basically this weekend, we can have whatever we, we like. We can have all the ice cream. We can have the crisps, the, you know, the, the, like, the, the snacks, and anything. I'm not taking fruit. I mean, I'll take a bit of fruit for me, but I'm, I'm just not having that, that argument because uh -huh. it's just not worth it. You can't, oh, you can't relax yes. and you can't. And it's, and it's a, it's a, it's a pacifier, really, snacks. Now, whether or not I release all the snacks in one go, I think they've made an error there. I mean, they've got two au pairs and maybe they're managing it, but but I would <laughs> I would stagger the snacks because the snacks need to be used when they need to be used because sometimes <laughs> you need to not be being asked all, all, all the time. But the thing about like mums not stopping... Mm -hmm. uh, it is generally moms that 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 don't stop. I agree. They can't. They can't relax because, and I think it's no. because they're just on the go all the time, managing home life and kids. And the the guy is like sat there on his fat ass, like gaming or like watching TV or whatever, and not well, being I, as involved. I will, 
I will say the guys were good. The guys, I, I, I see the moms are just running around. Moms just running around, can't sit and relax. But the guys, they will cook all day. They will cook all the meat. <laughs> all the meat was yeah. grilled, and everything magically gets fixed. All the things like, oh, the the bike is broken. I'm gonna go fix the bicycle. So right. yeah. they weren't okay. not doing anything. They were just they just disappeared. <laughs> right, but that is because in that situation they they fitted into the the role of like male cooking on the barbecue. Right, that's yeah. That's, take that away, and you might have found a different <laughs> situation. I mean, they might have had to move into macho. Like let's see who can paddleboard the the furthest kind of kind of thing. But just just going back to the moms, right? I I think my observations is that moms find it very very difficult to wind down and and relax. And I've witnessed yeah. many a time where groups it's always groups in groups of actually the the group situation I don't think helps because there's this other element of what you're talking about where and maybe there maybe your friends here just aren't bothered. But when there's multiple families doing the same activity, there is a little mm -hmm. undertone of competition. You know, no one wants to be the one that gives like the really unhealthy snacks or no one wants to be the one that says, no, you're not doing it when all the other kids are. So there's all sorts of little things involved here. But maybe more snacks means that mums can chill out a bit more. No. Not, not with no. this group. They were, well, because everybody wanted to go to the lake and then there was a boat. The kids wanted to go on a boat. So it was like a lot of back and forth. And then the parents, um, one, one set of parents went to a wedding in between. So that left like me, Dustin, and what? <laughs> one of the moms and the two of pairs and one of the friends with the kids. And it was like, okay, we make sure the kids don't die. Yeah, you know, so that is like hoarding them all the places, making sure they're okay. Um, and they don't take naps because Dustin was, Dustin's so funny. He was like, okay, so after we go to the lake, we'll have a snack and everybody will take a nap. And people were like, these kids don't sleep, Dustin. What are you talking about? <laughs> and he was yeah. like, oh, I thought we did naps. I was like, no, your mom just forced you no. to do naps when you were young. So yeah, it was, it was a lot of that. And then very little relaxation because I used to wonder like why a lot of women didn't like going camping and I get it now because you're just always moving and even just being a part of it I was always moving it was just like okay let me help you the other thing is they don't uh they don't know how to delegate and they wouldn't I was like I can do this you know I I can go get cookies well let me show you where they are and how to put them on a plate like yeah I, yeah, I can yeah. put a I can put a cookie uh. on a plate I promise you I can handle this like so you got to a point where you had to yell at them like stop I got this you know I can handle this yeah okay if you think you can handle it like, yeah I can so it it was um it, it was kind of fascinating to see and then also I think these are very um high achieving moms too uh two are doctors well one it's two moms and one of the friends she doesn't have children so two of them are doctors um one uh one runs a hospital basically uh the other one is she runs her own business so i think you take a little bit of that element of always kind of being in control that kind of works its way into doing all these things and um i i i just felt a little weird because you know I 
felt like I'm the kept woman in the group, you know, because everybody's hey. talking about like, okay, what is your job? And uh, how many hours do you work? And I was like, I don't know, five, you know, a week, <laughs> you know, depends on what's <laughs> going on, you know? And I was like, I'm like the kept woman. Like, yeah, don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. Nope. Don't worry about it. Nah, it mm. doesn't get clean. It just won't get clean, you know? Um, so yeah, it was kind of, I don't know. I feel like that woman in that group, uh, I'm definitely more relaxed, but yeah, it was, Does- it was fascinating. It's fascinating. <laughs> I'm reading a book at the moment about um, an economic model as an alternative mm-hmm. to the typical kind of uh, exponential growth things. I mean, it's it's it sounds very technical, and it is to a certain extent. But in the book, it it mm-hmm. puts a value on um, the the job of a mother, right? Mm-hmm. Can you guess? I mean, maybe you've seen this already, but like, can you guess what the value is if if there was if they were paid a salary in U.S. dollars? If they were paid a salary for what they do, what that salary would be per year? Like what they should get or what they will get? If, if, would get. if No, not, not what they will get. But like if taking into account the hours that they put in and the roles that, that they have and what they have to do, making food and caring and all that kind of stuff. If there was a monetary value att- attached to that as a job, the salary of that job would be? Jeez. I guess. Uh it, it probably is like 125,000 a year. That's almost spot on. 120,000. Okay. <laughs> Makes well sense. Done. Yeah. Well, cause I'm trying to think of like your, your fanciest butler or fanciest nanny. I mean, that's how much they get paid. Um, and then this is a 24 hour job. And then mm. you add in family task on top of that. And hopefully you have a spouse that participates. Um, it makes things easier. So it, it was interesting. I mean, just being around that buzz, cause you know, our friends, they were like, Oh, we should have warned you about what was going on, you know, about group camping. And it was really cool. It was really cool. Uh, cause people were like, well, is this birth control for you? I was like, we're way beyond that. Uh, but it was cool. I mean, I think this is what you should do with your family. You should get them outside, make them play a lot so that they can go places. Cause they do this on a, they do this annually as a group and then they go other places too. But um, one of the parents, she said, it w- it's nice when you do have a group. It makes things go faster instead of them, her just trying to do it all by herself. So yeah. it was kind of cool helping out. Uh, but it was it was a very interesting buzz of, you know, getting the horde. I think we had at least 300 chairs between the whole group. <laughs> Everybody bought like four chairs. <laughs> But everybody liked our uh, chairs because we brought the, the chairs. fancy chairs. Yeah, the it was chairs. like chairs uh. everywhere. I was like, how many chairs do we actually need? Like, I don't yeah. even know how many people were there. So um, I think it was actually four, eight. It was 13 people. I think it was 13 people. I think there were at least 300 chairs. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So so in summary then, what have you learned about people with with kids apart from the chairs and needing a lot of chairs what are the key things that you've picked up from this (laughs) bless you all because you guys (laughs) stay busy i don't know how you're able to focus um i mean you do a good job paul uh but the the ability to focus um the exhaustion it just seems exhausting Uh, you you focus very well but it also seems like there's a level of exhaustion there that you would have to battle to try to to keep away 
um, and, and getting help. I, I see the value in, in getting help. Having those two au pairs there probably helped a whole hell of a lot. Yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, you know, this, this may, out of all the things to go into debt for, I think you should just go into debt and get all the help you can, you know, Uh get your meal prep person, get your house cleaner. At least it, it, it'll keep you sane. Uh-huh. <laughs> just get all the things to stay sane but yeah just the exhaustion and gosh y'all y'all parents y'all the real ones because it's a lot of um a lot of questions but you know the time i would assume the time goes fast so try to enjoy all of it because next thing you know mm-hmm. your kids will be gone and nobody's talking to yeah. you at all <laughs> yeah exactly exactly uh that, that i think there's some there's some good lessons there yeah. I, I disagree with like me managing i don't i don't manage and i don't stay focused and when i do focus it's because i've let them just be on the xbox um which is bad parenting <laughs> but uh, i i i i feel like i feel like you have given people an appreciation for those people who don't have kids maybe like what a bloody nightmare it is but i i do agree like you know people say you blink and it's gone and you're on your own having yeah been uh slightly injured i'm not at death's door and i have been able to do quite a lot of things to be fair um but the thing one of the the things that i've realized over the last week apart from actually kids aren't that helpful unless you really nag them to be helpful they don't, like kids do not offer <laughs> right you know, kids have to be no. told you know can i help you with anything dad whilst you can't carry anything you know that often never never came but actually <laughs> um if you keep them sweet it could be a bit of an investment for the future if they want to look after you but you might have to nag them to even do it when they're when they're older yes but yes there's no guarantee is basically what we're saying so certainly don't have kids thinking that they're there to look after you when they're old because I'm telling you, folks, these kids of today, they have different ideas and fair play to them. Yes. <laughs> you know, well, it's been lovely to find out uh, your experience there. Um, if you want to come over to the UK and experience um, what it looks like for the UK, uh, I'm quite happy to host you um, in a period where we can bring all the chairs. You can look after the kids and I can go and do something nice. I don't know. So it'd be kids with British accents. That would throw me off oh, for like a day. Oh, they would love it. They, they would love Aunt, <laughs> Auntie Felicia, Uncle Dustin. You know, they would love it. Let's make it Let's make it happen. Okay. But um, it sounds like you're going to disappear on us, though. That's what I'm hearing. Uh, that, 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 might be in the, that might be in the plan. All of a sudden, you'll go to south of France. They're like, what happened to Paul? Yeah. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I just just lost contacts. Like, yeah, see you see in a few days. And then, like, not ever to be found again like yes <laughs> that's why i'm growing my hair that's why i'm growing my hair so i can like make it look like something and then i'll oh, shave it off or dye it a completely different color okay like go in disguise okay, there's people plan. that's done that you know haven't there so that, yeah. that could so be we'll the get the invi- you with the kids yeah so we'll get the invitation to come visit like march or something and then yeah so you have a <laughs> yeah. plan in place okay okay yeah, i understand yeah. Okay, cool. Good, good. All right, well, um, enjoy the rest of your uh, week and uh, I look forward to hearing what other exploits you've got up to because I think you're, well, I was going to say you're having all the fun, but I'm going off to France, so maybe I'll have all the fun by next week. Yeah, you're going to have all the fun. We'll see. Uh, If if, um, I don't show up for the recording on Tuesday, it means I'm not not coming back, so. (laughs) Just text and let me know. 
just yeah 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 don't don't show up today or ever okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, fine. well maybe i'll see you next week all right see ya